Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Good evening, Gothamites. We're here to talk about Gotham Season 3, Episode 19. You'll be judged, we'll be judged. It'll be next. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin! I've long held that Gotham would be law and order. Gotham. And it's shocking it's taken us this long to come on in to the Law & Order theme. Thank you all for joining us here at AfterBuzz TV's coverage of Gotham Season 3, Episode 19. I am your host, Steve Kaufman. You can find me on Twitter at Steve Kaufman. That is K-A-U-F-M-A-N-M, but we are full strength here. Yeah, we are. Starting mm-hmm. my immediate left. Hey, guys. I'm Joel Monique. You can find me all over the internet at Joel Monique every week at BlackGirlNerds.com and every Wednesday at Schmo's Snow. Hey guys, I'm Lucretia Lyons. You can always find me at L-A-C-R-E-T-I-A-L-Y-O-N, anywhere on the internet since there is only one. And one fun fact uh, about Law & Order SVU, Donald Logue's character actually left on assignment to go to Gotham City. Oh! Part of that is actually true, because he did leave to do this show, but yeah. Oh. <laughs> it was undercover assignment. <laughs> I have not... Mm-hmm. I have not stayed up to date on my SVU. I did not know Donald Logue was on that show. Well... It's on Hulu, Got so you can catch up. It. Yeah. Well, uh, can I, though? Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of the criminal justice system, Nigma and Penguin <laughs> were locked up. Yes. Oh, I love it. But this. not by any lawful entity, but by the Court of Owls. Do we think the Court of Owls have a much grander plan for Nigma and Penguin, or are Nigma and Penguin such small potatoes to them that they don't care? I don't know if they have a, a larger plan... I- I was confused as to why they would put these two in a cell next to each other when they keep making trouble and mm. they kept putting them right back in cells next to each other. It just seems like you're asking for trouble, but maybe what they wanted was the war. Maybe they were trying to push this together so they had the war and now they have their savior, so okay. maybe that? Yeah, I think that Penguin and Riddler were a part of their plan. I'm just not sure if they knew what all their plan was going to be with them. That's why they were holding them and just seeing how things go, you know? Yeah, because, yeah. I mean, their talent. Talents could just, like, kill yeah. you. Yeah. They're talents, so Nigma and Penguin have a lot of fun, have a fun back and forth. They get out by working together, give each other a five or a six-hour head start. Six hours. Six by hour the time head- they break out, they only have five hours of an agreement left. Yes. They're not going to attack one another. That's cute and fun. We all know Nigma. Nigma's alliance needs to join up with Penguin's Indian Hill alliance. Oh, I think that they will. But yeah, like yeah. it's just a cute, fun thing. Wait, what? 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 Mm-hmm. No, aren't they going to go to war? I mean, Penguin versus Riddler with all Barbara's people behind Riddler, and then all of like Penguin's got all the freaks, and then big war, right? But then way down the line, like after the war, after the court. No. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. I mean, eventually they'll be friends again, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Like they have to be unlikely unlikely allies heading into the 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 court of owls and the, the army of talons with samurai swords. So they'll sweep together and go against... Okay, okay oh, I see that maybe. They would sweep together and go against the court of owls to, to save the city. Sure. Which yeah. is funny that it's a ragtag group of villains saving the city. 
because Batman is 13. Yeah. Yeah. I dig it. I think I wrote that there here so we can get it out of the way. Like, that was really cool. These two had a nice exchange. I love little Jello. I knew it was Jello after oh, seeing course. red Jello, but it was pretty cute that they went through that whole little. Oh, <laughs> he's like, oh, you're very good at that. Oh, I've had some practice. Oh, Just God. a little banter. That was wonderful. I like when uh, Riddler first tries to take Dad Pegley. He's like, I had this blow dart to take out the guards, but now I'm just gonna use it on you. And I was like, you're wasting your. Sh- you oh, oh, yeah, the key too. Okay, great. And then of course, Penguin with that damn lunch tray. <laughs> They're brilliant. I love them taking down one another. Also, on a, on a related note, I like eating at places that have big metal lunch trays like that, hmm. just in case if stuff goes down. So you can use your WWE like life lessons and the history, so you just get prepared to smack someone in the face with it? I mean, I can... <laughs> Thank you. Jimbo in the booth. Perfection. Right <laughs> um, I was just saying, because it's a big metal thing, it could be more helpful than a big plastic thing. Okay. Yeah. But why would you give prisoners a big metal lunch tray? It's Gotham. It's foolish. Yeah. <laughs> so let's get into the main story if you will and that's Barnes came back he is judge jury executioner he creates a bit of a honeypot to come in and get Gordon and Bullock he beats up, he beats down on Gordon and Bullock lets Bullock go ties up ties up Gordon and then tries him judge jury executioner states for the record I'm assuming there's a stenographer that got cut from this episode <laughs> well as I say poor stenographer <laughs> You were welcome on this show, person who played the stenographer in the scene that just... I thought he had a stenographer, like, little attachment there, like, you Okay, know, like... Yeah. You know, so he could play that part, well, too. Well, but he didn't oh, say... Uh, he, he That would be a that weird... That part was cut. I'm um, judge, jury, and executioner, also so stenographer. Yeah, You know, they court, cut it for time. Court clerk. Little asterisk <laughs> yeah. at the bottom of it. Uh, what did you guys think of the costume? Because it reminded me a lot of Lex Luthor, with his axe up for a hand. I didn't get a Luther vibe, but I really enjoyed this costume. Yeah, like, it is so ridiculously campy and fun. I was not expecting this for the Executioner, but yeah, like, I do see a little bit of the Lex Luthor, you know, or, like, Conduit from Superman, that, that yeah. villain's, like, outfit, because of the yellow. It's, it's It was almost after Buzz Colors, but they made it a little gold, you know? Mm. Yeah. I also, I also like that this show is its best when it rides the line on the camp, mm-hmm. and... I, I think Michael Chiklis really knew what the character was and nailed it. Oh, yeah. I have mixed feelings about Barnes showing up. Like, I kind of... I, I don't, the stuff that happened in the police station worked really well for me. The whole, like, this is your... This is this is where you should die. I even like the moment where uh, Gordon asks for his badge because if he wants to die, he deserves to die with his badge. But I thought we might get a little bit of crack in the veneer at that. Like, we'd maybe see a little more of the police kind of duty-bound, my fellow cop mm-hmm. kind of situation come out. I wish there's a little bit more nuance in Barnes. He's just so evil now. <laughs> well, no, I like the complete lack of it. I think if he had nuance, it wouldn't make any sense. The fact that the What te- if he's fighting the drug from within, though? I want Barnes to still be in there. You, you hit the nail on the head. That's my problem. I want Barnes to still be in there somewhere. You mean the lawful good of Barnes? The ones we, the one we knew, the guy who like wanted to help his officers like mm-hmm. better Gotham. This is so sad to me that like it's like the only way we can get justice now is to kill a bunch of people. Um, and I and I get that it's not his fault. He took the thing. He was poisoned, and that's why we're here. But man, I miss old Barnes. 
Yeah, but I I do find it interesting that because he's seen what Jim Gordon has done is why he's targeting him. And like a lot of other people, you know, he still does have that law-abiding thing. But it is interesting how he doesn't target Bullock. Because Bullock, though, is more of, I guess, you know, maybe as a a code like Dexter, where, like, Gordon would be technically a murderer in in some some Mm. circles. Mm. But Bullock, eh, to his knowledge, he's never killed a guy. He just loves to drink on the job. And, you know... Well, and Barnes is after Gordon. Yeah. The reason Barnes wound up in Arkham is because of Gordon. Gordon. Yeah. And I... So I have a Toto's question. I thought you liked villains well. I love villains, nuanced ones. I love villains who uh, have a reason for being cruel. And again, he has one. He was drugged. It's not his fault. Uh, but it, it kind of, it reads us flat sometimes uh, when Barnes is just, you know, willing to kill anyone and everyone to get to a final point. But uh, somebody in the chat earlier, Olivia, was asking about um, Barnes' suit and him swinging that axe. And if we thought that it would... Like, she said it looked restrictive, and, like, it wouldn't really be possible, but he's super strength, so I bought yeah. that. Yeah, I buy that. He's a big dude. He's a he's a big dude. Like, no one's going to expect him to run. Yeah. Or, yeah. like, be... His his movement is in the fact that he'll get to you. If you play fighting games, he's a heavy power hitter. <laughs> yes. That's what he does. He's not moving around fast. He's not agile, but he gets the job done. Also, my new favorite thing on these shows is to play the D&D game with the characters <laughs> in it. And I think the Tetch virus has the ability to change your quadrant. Because Barnes, before the Tetch virus, was lawful good. Oh! Yeah. And now he's lawful... No. Is he lawful chaotic? I think he's... Yeah, I think he's cha- lawful chaotic now. Yeah. Lawful chaotic neutral, probably. In that, like... He's, he's still he's... lawful, like... But he's like, I'm the judge during executioner, but there's mm-hmm. still a judge during executioner. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and he's going after people <laughs> who stereotype... If you don't look at the structure or why they committed crimes, have actually committed pretty awful crimes, mm. but for good reasons. Like, for reasons. Yeah. Or they were forced into corners. So, yeah. I like it. Yeah, and that's the thing is... Wasn't it Lee who said something about the virus just sort of heightening uh, your strengths or whatever you were? And, you know, that's why, like, she... You know, Mario's jealousy even in her dream and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And that's why Barnes, his, you know, passion for the law is now just a little cuckoo. Psychologist, Mm -hmm. I have a question for you. Yes. When uh, Duke cuts his wrist open and Lee is, like, about to drink it, and what, what, what is that about? I was trying to decipher it. Couldn't get there. Well, she is trying to get in this mindset because she's starting to believe what Jim said about the virus and all these things. And she's trying to get in that mindset and trying to understand if Mario really could do this with the with the drug. Because the man she knew couldn't do that. But now that, you know, you know, Jim has his ways of swaying a lady. <laughs> but, <laughs> well, I, yeah. I was going to end there, but yeah. we're already here. So let's yeah. bump the lead. Let's bump the lead of it yeah. all up. She has a vision where Mario, and I took it a bit more literal, that she just, she thinks she needs the Tetch virus. She thinks she needs the Tetch virus to be who she really wants to be. And mm-hmm. that was for him to literally give him, give her his blood. Interesting. Is the literal, I took it a bit more literal of just, I need his blood, I need the Tetch virus, I need... Med- yeah. Not I was thinking medicinal more on this idea but, of yeah. like like love and connection and and being able to survive like blood as sustenance, but I wasn't coming full circle. Uh, but I liked this scene, and I like that we're getting Lee back. You know, she's starting to ask hard questions. She's trying to figure out how she ended up where she was. And I know a lot of people have been frustrated with this 
super awful gym hate uh, that's been going on. Yeah. She, she drank the haterade really hard. Um, but her scene where she interviews Tejden, and he's explaining how she got here, it's a lot more heartbreaking than I initially thought it would be when she when she found out like that Jim was really just doing the best thing. Um, especially when he's like, yeah, she's like, you know, if you hated Jim, you could have just come for me. And he was like, Jim doesn't deserve love, and I'd take you away, and he played perfectly into my hands. Mm. Wow. <laughs> mm. I, yeah, couldn't agree. Like, I don't know if there's anything else to say about no. that. <laughs> there's some Lee, no. There is some Lee hate going around. I can already feel it. Uh, yeah. I can already feel it bubbling in our chat and in our comments from last week. Oh, but. no. Look at this. Yeah, because, like, Kristen here says she uh, might be gone, but maybe better now with taking the virus. And Ivan Soto's like, yeah, we're not getting Leslie back. She's getting worse. And to me, it's just, this is all coming full circle to my prediction at the second half of the season after that uh, scene with Jerome. And all these hints mm-hmm. that we're going to get Harley Quinn on this show, I kept saying, it's going to wind up being Lee. <gasps> Be- and I just think that that's now her, you know, trajectory here, especially uh, after taking the virus, because now she's gone. Not to not to be super internet and call mm. first, but yeah. if you were to go back to the season one episodes mm. of this show... <laughs> <laughs> Where Lee first shows up, <laughs> one of the first things I was outspoken on was nobody's that nice. Yeah, nobody's that good. Nobody's that nice. She's evil. She's Court of Owls. She's something. Well, something. Not to yeah. go too far into predictions, but man, that makes a good Harley or like uh, original story. Like, uh, I'm not a huge fan of the original uh, Harley Quinn story of like she kind of slept her way through psychology school and then kind of fluffed it off until she met the Joker and then kind of found a purpose in life. It's a little flat for me, um, but I love the idea of a woman who suffered a miscarriage, who lost a baby, who lost a husband, who who technically lost, like, three loves now, is it? Mm. Like, she's been through hell and back, and that finally she's like, this brought out everyone's inner strength, and maybe I can be stronger this way. I love that origin story for Harley, if that's where the sense is going. Uh, they're not going to call her Harley. Well, no, Regardless, but if she, we get a Harley Titan. She's yeah. going to be a tetch virus Lee following in the footsteps of Jerome or, like, worshipping at the altar of Jerome. Probably not that. Somewhere in the middle of those two things. And mm. I think that's what we would... And everyone's, Why worshipping at the altar of Jerome? Because we had that... She kind of... I don't know if she respected Jerome, but I think she... She respected the idea of Jerome. She respected that... And last episode, she even mentioned him by name and talking about that conversation. So it still resonated with her. And that's why, especially bringing that up and then her doing with the virus, I don't think she's going to be called Harley Quinn or anything like that. Like you said, just more sort of a mantle, similar character like Jerome is never called the Joker. But we all see him Mm. as it's Gotham's Mm -hmm. Joker. So, yeah, nobody's going to call Jerome Joker, so nobody's going to call her Harley Quinn. She's just going to get shades of Harley Quinn just like Barbara. Barbara got shades of Harley Quinn. Yeah. And then we're all going to read into them. Yeah, well. Well, uh, but also, Lee, I think Lee is going to have a lot of influence from Jerome. Sure. Yeah. Either directly or indirectly. Because indirectly would be that one scene. She mm-hmm. just keeps referencing that one scene. Similarly, if we're going to play the D&D game, if the Tetravirus is going to move you from one <laughs> quadrant to another, <laughs> is Lee lawful good? Before the touch virus? I don't think she is. Oh, I don't think so either. I think Lee was always a gray character, even from like the beginning. Like, I, like, yeah, I, right? I think she yeah. would be true neutral. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She'd be true neutral. Where does she move? Chaotic bad? Hmm. Like, does she go away? Like, if she... If she's indirectly influenced by Jerome, that's where she would go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That she would go chaotic evil. 
I would sense. love a chaotic evil Lee. I would love a chaotic evil Lee, too. Yeah, Olivia Rogers brings up that uh, Leslie is very outspoken and self-righteous for a while. Her determination would be a huge factor to the path of villainy. And that is the thing, is, you know, Lee is a doctor, and we can assume that she's certainly, you know, put herself through medical school probably in better ways than, than Harley and Quenzel. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's why I'm glad, at least with Lee, she's been a strong character, so this descent into madness does kind of make sense, and we're not really losing her so much into a male character like Jerome yet and mm. yeah oh and I'm not I'm yeah. not saying well because yeah. I also think Jerome is so best on this show because mm. they intentionally underuse him because mm. yeah. on, pa- on paper if you were doing a show about Gotham and you're like well we have a Joker like character the producer in me would be like why isn't the Joker like character on the show all the time and the answer is he's genuinely special yeah, because they use him in such well timed, well done two or three episode arcs, and then he goes away. And then he can come back. So I feel he like can Tetch come... is coming on that path as well. Tetch is also yeah, like because he's too, a but... very good villain, like Jerome. Where you know we need him when we need him, but mm. too much would be just you know. Actually, I think they, yeah. I think they have a really good rotating mm-hmm. roster, if you will, of villains mm-hmm. on this show. That like you could say that about Fish Mooney. If Fish Mooney ever mm-hmm. came back, it would be two episodes, and it'd be awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would. Like, Nygma and Penguin seem to be the two focal point villains, and mm-hmm. then everybody else is just such such depth in the roster of... I'm mixing metaphor. Yeah. I got you, I got you. But, yeah. like... Yeah, because you have Penguin and Nygma, who've been around since the beginning, and they're also characters who are not completely evil or crazy or whatever. They can be normal into a way and be able to function whether, you know, like Nygma before he became the Riddler, worked for the police department, or say Penguin, you know, was even the mayor and things like that. They're able to function as to where the other characters not don't necessarily function. Yeah. In, the other characters yeah. can just yeah. kind of fall back and show yeah. up and fall back and show up and... There's enough of them that this show hmm. does really well. well that's what makes me really excited about our upcoming war, is that we get to see these really great villains go at each other, as opposed, for a time being, I know the Court of Elves is going to get mixed in there eventually, but like I'm ready for the whole city shut down. I'm ready for best weapons to come out, mm. um, and I'm really ready for the super-powered freaks versus the normies kind of uh, tone that I'm sure they're going to play on. Speaking of... Speaking of the Court of Owls and the, and the war, there, mm. there is a huge exponent in this war that we're seeing moving forward, and it's Bruce. However, in our world, Clone Bruce. Mm. Selina wakes up. I'm going to go kill Clone Bruce. Tries to kill Clone <laughs> Bruce. Alfred breaks it up. Clone Bruce hits, hits her. Alfred just then figures out that yeah. it's Clone Bruce. God damn it, Alfred. Like, I'm sure he, he clearly had suspicion. Yeah. yeah. Up until now, but he just now figures it out, tries to get on, on tries to get Gordon on the phone. Gordon's a little busy. Dealing being with some stuff. Judged. <laughs> judged, juried, and executed. <laughs> ah. I love how much that line tickled you. Um. Give me a second, Alfred. <laughs> I like uh, this entire exchange, mostly because it shows just how badass Selena is. Like, mm. she's easily one of my favorite characters on the show, and for her to just come in dedicated and strong, being like, "I'm taking you down," I was like, "I have been waiting for this for so long," um, and I'm glad Alfred's finally on the same page as everybody else. But man, did this take forever! <laughs> Good God, I'm like, he doesn't do any of the things Bruce does. <laughs> Jesus. He just constantly recites about... He constantly recites the same story about his parents' death. Yeah. Yeah. 
Because as far time. as we're aware, that's the only thing he was trained on. Uh, it's like, oh, you know, and as I say, if I hear one more time about your dead parents, Bruce, God. Ugh. Come oh, this on. episode Ugh. must have been hell for you, Yeah, Kaja. I know. <laughs> but yeah, I, I love Selena, and I love that that was Alfred's moment. It's like, oh, real Bruce wouldn't have done that. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, damn right, Alfred, he wouldn't be this weird little robot you got running around Also, I, I do love Savage Alfred we got tonight. Yeah. Yes! Just, just like, came play. in and just hit with Catherine in the knife, just like, nope. Even before that, though, when he leans hard into Selena, he's like, you're a disappointment. She's like, I don't care. He's like, you're just like your mother. I was like, low blow. Yeah, that was just dark. That was uncalled for. Oh, it was so good. It was totally called for. How dare you? Uh, I can't see what's in it for me. (laughs) Selena, girl, rude. Yeah, I loved whenever Alfred headbutted little emo Bruce. Like, yeah. I was just like, okay, headbutting a little boy, even if it's a clone, badass, man. Cool. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> all about this. Yeah. Um, also, we got to see Catherine get decapitated. Yeah. yeah. That was really cool. And I. Is it Good Cop Butler now? They're, good they're Cop Butler Cop. Mm-hmm. I would watch that show. Good <laughs> Cop, <laughs> Bad Butler. <laughs> good Cop and Alfred. Yeah. Good Cop, Alfred Cop. I'm not, yeah, I'm not a cop. The, the seven, Catherine is... Whew, she, she did a lot for me this mm. episode, particularly in this uh, final interrogation uh-huh. scene, mm. where she's like, oh, you don't know anything. I'm like, Catherine, don't do this! We've been <laughs> investigating so hard. Also, while we're on Alfred, I have an an insane prediction I'm going to save for predictions about Alfred. I love it. And it ties into another TV show and it's one of those things that if I get it right I'll look like a genius. Okay. Remind me I have this thought right now. Remind um. Steve <laughs> genius prediction. Got it. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> you probably have to narrow it down. He probably has a few. Uh, yeah. That is yeah. true. So we find the we find the owls the owl maps as we'll call them that you shine light into them yes. and they show you where all the locations are. Do we think those are hideouts or do we think those are um, weaponized Tetch locations? Uh, yeah, I think they're bombs. Yeah. Mm. They're all Tetch bombs. Mm. It doesn't make sense for me for them to... I mean, look, it's a really good hiding place. Like, not too many people are shining lights through crystal owls to try to find locations. But also, it seems like the perfect decoy of like, mwahaha, come find us. And we throw you to smithereens. <laughs> that is true. But we also learned that Catherine's not the head of the Court of Owls. Crazy! She doesn't even have a head anymore. But don't. Don't you wish you had a coaster to throw? Ah, uh, I already threw it. <laughs> <laughs> but there you go. Cool. There we go. Thank you. Usually more like a frisbee. <laughs> I. How do we feel about the the regional Court of Owls theory now? Oh yeah. That there's just a court of owls running the whole country, just running chapters. the whole world. So remember the this supreme was, court of owls. This was, yes, <laughs> that exists. There's a- I support it. I support this theory now. Um, I'm really interested to see because it sounded like she wasn't the head of the court in Gotham either. Yeah, it was a court. Like it wasn't. There's no head of the court. Like it seemed like it was a group of people at a table who mm-hmm. had some type of bureaucratic, like parliamentary system. So then who do we think is the actual head? Have we met the head yet? We've not met the head yet. I think mm. it's... I have predictions. E- yes. We'll see. Let's talk about there. Bruce. Let's talk about actual Bruce, not clone Bruce, not emo Bruce. He is, um, I believe he's Experiment 535 or 537, but I'm less... Emo less, Bruce just Yeah, I'm less better. inclined to call yeah, them that and more inclined to call him clone slash emo Bruce. Regular Bruce, working with the shaman... The shaman tries to get him to put the pearls in the the box to compartmentalize his feelings. 
so he can maybe become a Talon? Do we think this was so stupid? It's a t- it's Talon training. Yeah, so like I'm. It's so weird with the shaman. Like one week I'm just like he's really setting him up to be like Gotham savior. I don't think that there's any intention to go full on Batman, but he seems to want to destroy the owls, but from within. So I think that's why he's doing similar talent training, but not full on. I think Mm. it won't be because he's like showing that guy is like, Hey, this is pretty pathetic that they'll do this. Like (laughs) it's just weird to me that he gives Bruce completely contradictory directions in Mm. that. Like once you do this, you'll be able to save Gotham, you'll have like you'll get rid of all of your like extra emotions. You'll be able to avenge your parents. But I'm like, but if you're not having those emotions, and what is your drive to avenge your parents? If you get rid of the the scale of feelings you have, then what is pushing well, I you? Think, I think by compartmentalizing the feelings, they don't go away. They just don't affect him. Yeah. So they're still there. They're still driving him. But they're still there. They're still driving him. But he can he can push them down. But what is a superhero without dead parents? True. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, a supervillain. Yeah. Ah! <laughs> so, yeah. so good. <laughs> Jimbo Slice in the booth. Yes. <laughs> um, there's talk in the chat that whoever runs Court of Owls is either Ra's al Ghul or the Shaman. It's likely the Shaman. That was yeah, my prediction, thinking, damn it! I, and well, see, yeah, say, uh, that's obvious. what I thought Okay, last I'm week. not as clever as I thought. Well, and I thought that the him and Catherine may have been Bruce, Bruce's grandparents. That's um, still a possibility yeah. that it's Catherine and what did I, did I say? Joseph Wayne. I came yeah. up with came up with a white dude name. Yeah, yeah that seems accurate. A white dude granddad name. A yeah, because the shaman is so not his real name. Oh yeah, yeah. but <laughs> I want to say Ra's al Ghul is pro- a protagonist in this mm. that we may or may not see. Yeah. Um. I think we've we've covered the Bru- like the Bruce of it all without getting into predictions. I think we're ready for predictions. Yeah, I'm ready. Wow. So let's see if there's some questions we can all knock off as a group. Do we, obviously we think Nigma and Penguin are joining forces with the Indian Hill Gang and Barbara and Tabitha and Butch and I think we even saw previews where they're all carrying guns and running around. Yeah. And they're going to go up against either a group of Talons or some other Court of Owl force. Hmm. So that seems to be coming. That's probably not going to happen next week. That's going to happen the week after that, which will be two episodes in one. A mega finale, if you will. Yes. <laughs> mega finale afterwards. I'm ready. Um, do we think Barnes comes back at all? Oh, we, yeah. Like in the next, so is Bar- Barn? It's probably going to be Barnes and a bunch of Talons going up against the Indian Hill Freaks. I think so. Yeah, my prediction is that it's amidst the giant clash because again, he's Judge Jury and Executioner. Yeah. Uh, he just got rid of his controller, so now he's kind of rogue now there by himself. So it'll be interesting to see what crimes he's most interested in stopping and what his scale is now that there's nobody telling him where to, mm. you know, what that scale should be. I have a quick prediction that I see him even within his tetch brain being anti-court at a certain point. Oh, yeah. And, fu- and turning and being on Team Freak against the Talons. Ooh. Like um, do we think Columbus dies? I think Soon. he'll be dying. It's it, close. Yeah, he'll be dying in the season. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we we know his time is limited anyhow. Uh, if he lasted two more episodes, I'd be surprised. I know about that. Speaking of that topic, now is the time for my huge prediction. <laughs> Thanks, Jimbo. 
Alfred's gonna die, and here's why. No! 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 Here's why. No! No! Here's why. Yeah. Here's why. <laughs> they need to cast another Doctor Who. Sure. He'd be he, a perfect Doctor Who. He really would be. I will give you that, but. No, we, we can't have Alfred die. If you're watching this from the future where he's absolutely Doctor Who, I'm a genius. Okay. If you're watching this from the future and none of that happened, these things happen. <laughs> <laughs> the chat agrees. Ridiculous. Oh, yes. I said I was like, hell no. Forget you, Stephen. Can, no. can I just point out that on no. the grand equation... I'm just speaking for the chat. I, no. No. On, on the, no. <laughs> I'm just saying on the grand equation of nerddom, if we are going to lose Alfred from Gotham, he better become the he better become the Doctor. Oh yeah, definitely. That's that's all I'm saying. Is, and they have not cast the Doctor yet, and no. there's a lot of secrecy behind who it may or may not be. He would be a great choice, especially after Peter Capaldi. Mm. That, that they probably don't want to go young so soon. Sure. And that young or old the doctor only seems to do about three series before they, he did, he's not the doctor anymore if I were to play into this theory I, here's the only reason I would like that the only reason I would like a dead Albert, Alfred is because then it creates an entirely new universe and we can like stop like we, we've had comparisons or similarities but an Al, a Batman without an Alfred is an entirely new universe what yeah. if there's a clone Alfred well, okay no I would really hate that <laughs> that would destroy this series for me um but I do expect that the series will go into comic book after it comes off the air. And I would love to explore what Batman without Alfred looks like. He's a very sad man anyway. If he yeah. doesn't have Alfred, who does he have, guys? Like, seriously, you can't take... <laughs> but it's, and but Haley Selena. Altwell should be the doctor. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. with you. Yeah. I'm completely with you. Mm. They... I don't. I don't want to get Didn't into sexism. Did they sexism. say yeah. that the doctor wouldn't be a woman this time around, though? That they weren't ready for that. Um, all the rumors are. All the rumors that are circling is that there are no women. Yeah, in that. there are no women in that discussion. Yeah, that's what I well, they. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. It should, she would be perfect. <laughs> I. Yeah, I didn't realize we'd get. I didn't. No. I don't know why I didn't think we would get so into Doctor Who talk with that. <laughs> with that prediction, of course we're going to get into Doctor Who talk. <laughs> Um, the chat is wholeheartedly disagreeing yeah. with me. I'll take that. Stop, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> oh, just stop. Just stop it. it. I'll take that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Bruce is what seems to be the deciding factor in this big war between the Indian Hill freaks on behalf of Gotham for and against the Court of Owls, who are on behalf of destroying Gotham, so that Bruce can rise from the ashes. So Bruce can, like, help build a new Gotham? Like, they want to burn the whole place to the ground. But Bruce isn't even in control. Like, Bruce is made him, let himself be turned into a slave, which is going to annoy me forever. <laughs> and so, I, I mean, is Bruce going to be in charge of anything? Like, it just seems like Bruce will be out there doing some killer moves, killing some people, taking people down. And then, what, he goes into, like, hibernation sleep or is used as, like, a prop to show well, the next kid how, like, cool it is to be a clone? Well, that's know. their plan. Clone, that's their zombie. plan. Here's what I think will happen. I think Bruce, under control of the shaman, is going to be on the Court of Owls side of the fight. Mm. The only person who's going to break Bruce from that spell is going to be Ra's al Ghul, mm. who, because mm. it's Gotham, it's going to be set, it's going to be its own world, whereas... The Ra's al Ghul we know from the comics would want Gotham to burn, mm-hmm. and would talk at great length about how Gotham would burn, like cities like Gotham would burn under him all the time. It's Gotham; they can go another way. Gotham can be the or pro- er, Ra's al Ghul can be the protagonist against the Shaman, 
to overthrow the Court of Owls and save Gotham. Asher Gul always has a particular way of taking down a city, too. Like, yeah. he's yeah. not uh, chaotic at all. He's very uh, thoughtful in how he does a takedown. I could totally see him coming in and being like, this is madness. Or this even, is how you take down or a city. even coming in and not stopping it, but mm-hmm. saying, the shaman should not be controlling Bruce Wayne. Oh, well, I will stop that. Mm-hmm. And if Bruce Wayne, on his own agency, wants to save his city... The, he is the last son of God. Like Bruce Wayne is the last the son, son of, of Gotham, Gotham. in this yeah. show. And and two to me when I think of Ra's al Ghul, I think he's very much like a Gus Fring um, mm. type of villain, or you know where he's playing all sides and doing everything to make sure what he wants to happen in a very methodical way. And Amanda Powell brought up a good point. I feel like Bruce is playing the shaman. And to be honest, I saw that a little bit too. Because little Bruce is super smart. Like, because Mm. he looks... He was not really in a trance when he looked at what the Talon was doing, like cutting off his finger. So he seemed a little bit more in control there. And so, yeah, when she brought that up, I was like, yeah, I kind of noticed that too. That this... You know, he is the world's greatest detective, so he can easily, you know, bluff, too. He can fool a shaman at 16, yeah. and thank you, Ivan Soto. I was yes. wrong. He's 16. Right right on, Amanda Powell. I'm going to have to rewatch that scene. I didn't see it. Uh, maybe mostly because the whole time I'm screaming, like, stop doing what you're doing. <laughs> you need this. Because as uh, somebody in Twitterverse just told me, like, Batman needs his pain. It means you cannot become Batman without your pain. This is the whole time I'm like, you're going to destroy it. But I would love it if we see Bruce start turning the tables on people slowly without yeah. them knowing also, that's very satisfying. Compartmentalizing your pain is not eliminating your pain. Trust I, me. Gee, I can maybe. tell you from experience. <laughs> you're only compartmentalizing it. It's still there. It's still there. Copy. And if you never dealt with it, <laughs> it's come back worse. Ooh, yeah, like fun. later in the, during a car accident or something, you know, yeah. it'll come back. Mm. Like, oh yeah, I watched my parents die, you know, now I have to become Batman. I watched my parents die, and I never saw a psychologist. Yeah. At Alfred. Even though there were a lot of psychologists in Gotham, now only some of them become super villains. (laughs) Well, I'm sure there are a lot of psychologists in Gotham. It's just the ones we meet become super villains. There's probably just plenty who are just trying to run an honest practice. Do we have any predictions? Do we have any other? Do we have any predictions at large before we head on out of here? I look forward to seeing Barbara in all of her glory. Again, this war cannot come soon enough. Like, I'm excited to see the Clash of the Titans on the streets of Gotham. It's going to be fun. Um, I was just thinking about Clash of the Titans. Yeah. Mary <laughs> Hamlin. Um, yeah, I think that was it. I'm just thinking. Great. Um, Good stuff. I, I think I went out on enough of a limb tonight. You did. <laughs> with, that, with that Alfred prediction, if um, starting with Lucretia, if anyone wanted to let you know about their predictions, where can they find you on Twitter? <laughs> well, you guys can always find me at L-A-C-R-E-T-I-A-L-Y-O-N anywhere on the internet since there is only one. I'm Joel Monique. You can find me all over the internet at Joel Monique every week at BlackGirlNerds.com, every Wednesday at Schmoes No. Join me and Lucretia here later tonight for Supergirl. What time is that? 10? 9? 10. Things. 10. Mm-hmm. Time. Be there. Yeah. Uh, join me here uh, after Buzz on Thursdays. We're at 2 o'clock. I'll be covering Genius. 3 o'clock, Handmaid's Tale. 4 o'clock, Nifa Hour. And then at 8 o'clock, uh, Alexis and I will be doing the finale of Archer. I thought I had a bad night last night with oh. three. <laughs> Four. What are you doing? Having uh, fun. <laughs> So you can find me on Twitter at Steve Kaufman. That is K-A-U-F-M-A-N-N. I do a lot of shows here at AfterBuzz TV. I tweet about them fairly regularly, including later tonight I'll be covering Better Call Saul. Uh, next Sunday I will be covering The Leftovers, which is the second to the last 
And then I'll obviously be back here on Monday. Also, my improv team, The Show That Shall. The Show That Shall Not Be Named, we're a Harry Potter-themed improv group. We are at Show That Shall on Twitter. Follow them. They're good people. Do that. Mm -hmm. And thank you, Gothamites, and good night. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Judge, jury, and executioner. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.